All right, let's read the word today from Genesis chapter 8, verse 9. Let's read together. The dove couldn't find a place to land because the water was still all over the earth. So it came back to Noah in the ship. He reached out and brought the dove back into the ship. This is our year of breakthrough. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I have just been so blessed and so encouraged Sunday after Sunday with the word that's brought. And I just want to remind us as we begin today what the word breakthrough means. This is what we learned at the beginning of the year. A breakthrough is any significant or sudden advance, development, achievement, or increase in knowledge or understanding that removes a barrier or barriers to progress. Now, the scripture we read opening today comes from the story of Noah, and all of us are very familiar. This is a story we hear from childhood. Um, The Lord instructs Noah to build an ark for his family and for the animals to be saved from the flood. And Noah was in this boat for almost a year. Some scholars even say just over a year. There was the week of preparation in the boat, and then there was 40 days and 40 nights of rain. And then there was 150 days of being over the the water, being over the earth. And then once the boat finally came to rest on the peak of a mountain, there was still being in the boat, waiting for the waters to recede and waiting for God to give him the instructions to leave the boat. I mean, this is a pretty crazy and wild story. And to me, one of the hardest parts to fathom is the waiting. You know, once the commotion and the excitement and the busyness of the storm is over, you know, a storm keeps you occupied. A storm, especially when it's rained, they'd never seen rain before. Until this point, the earth was watered from the ground. This is the first time rain has come down. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. It's something completely new. But Once all of that commotion is over, and now it's just waiting, waiting, sitting, waiting. The same view, the same view, the same thing. Waiting for the next. Waiting for the new. Waiting for breakthrough. That's what I want to minister to us this morning. Waiting for breakthrough. You know, when Noah and his family went onto the ark, the Bible says in Genesis 7, 16, that it is the Lord who shut the door of the ark. The scripture says the Lord shut them in. And I don't know if there's anybody in this first service who feels shut in today, just waiting for the breakthrough. We come, we hear the word, we're excited, we're in faith. And maybe, yes, we've seen a measure of breakthrough, maybe a kind of breakthrough, but maybe you're still waiting for that breakthrough, for that thing. But I want to tell you, church, that waiting is not wasting. Waiting is not wasting, or it doesn't have to be. Think of Noah waiting for the floodwaters to go down when the ark rested on Mount Ararat. After a long time, once the boat had landed, Noah sends out these birds to see if the floodwaters had receded enough 
for them to find a place to nest. The scripture that we read to start off, it says that the dove couldn't find a place to land because the water was still over all the earth. Another translation says, there was no place for the dove to rest. That word rest in Hebrew is the word manau, and it means to settle. There's no place for the dove to settle down. Noah has to stay on this boat Noah has to stay in this season. Noah has to stay in this circumstance because there's nowhere to settle. And what might have felt like wasted time as Noah waited for something to happen beyond where he could see. This is why he had to send the dove out because he's on a mountaintop and he can't see what's going on in the valley. This is why he has to send the dove out because where the breakthrough is happening is beyond where he can see. And this time that he spent waiting and waiting was not without purpose. My husband and I have been waiting for breakthrough in certain areas. Longer than the year of breakthrough. We've been waiting for years in some areas, years for breakthrough, for miracles. And some time back, this is the word the Lord spoke to my husband and I. In your waiting, you are quite literally gaining ground. If Noah had left the ark upon its landing, there would have been nowhere to build, nowhere to sow seed, and nowhere to harvest. It was in his waiting that the ground he would establish himself on was appearing. He was literally gaining ground as he waited. And I just want to encourage somebody, you're not going back. It may feel like you're not moving forward, but I want to tell you, you're not going back. There is progress happening. There is breakthrough happening. It might be beyond what you can see right now, but there is breakthrough happening. You're not losing ground. You're gaining ground. God never wastes the wait. Church, I hope you hear this. God never wastes the wait. God is not wasting me by keeping me waiting. You know, we've been quite public with our desire and our journey in waiting to have a child of our own. And this is something that the Lord just keeps reminding me. I'm not being wasted. You know, there's a, there's a pressure, especially over women, for God. The clock is ticking. How long, oh Lord? But I am quite literally gaining ground as I wait. I am not being wasted, and neither are you. Whatever it is you're waiting for. Noah could have seen the season of waiting as such a waste of time. But had the doors been open sooner, there would have been nowhere to sow seed. Nowhere for the animals he carried on his boat to inhabit. Nowhere for his family to build homes and cultivate life. The weight was preparing the ground. The weight was preparing the atmosphere. The weight was preparing the environment. Now, I can imagine Noah looking at that door that the Lord had shut. The Lord had shut him in. I can just imagine Noah looking at door, that door and commanding it to be opened. I command this door. 
in the name of God. Door, open. Door, be broken through. Door, it is time for my next. It is time for my breakthrough. I mean, that would be me. I'd be throwing all manner of anointing oil on that door. I would be singing, this is how I fight my battles and doing interpretive dance in front of that door. I would be like, we have done it. The storm is over. We are here and we've been sitting. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. We've been sitting. We've been waiting. Weeks have gone by. Months have gone by. We've been waiting. I think I'd start to see the door as a barrier. I think I'd start seeing the door as the barrier that needs to be broken. Church, we often see what the Lord has shut as a barrier, but God needs to give us the eyes to see that it's not always a barrier. Sometimes it's a boundary. There is a difference between a barrier that needs to be broken through and a boundary. Don't get confused and start asking God to remove what he has put there to protect you. To keep you in a safe place. To keep you in a place until you're ready. To keep you there until it's time. You know, the scripture says in Ecclesiastes, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Church, we can make it happen. We can get a saw and start cutting through the wood, but only God can make it beautiful. God might be keeping you waiting for beauty. It's not a barrier. It's a boundary. And the boundary has fallen for me in pleasant places. It's keeping me in a safe place. It's keeping me harbored. It's keeping me shielded. It's giving me time to get ready for what's coming. And sometimes, church, we're so anxious for what God is going to do next that we fail to see what God is doing now. And we start calling the barrier down and demanding the barrier to fall. Don't start resenting what is there to keep you out of harm's way. In Numbers chapter 8, I love this story because I see myself so much in this story. Balaam is going to prophesy against the people of God and Balaam's donkey sees that there's an angel of the Lord in the path about to kill Balaam. And so she stops moving forward. And Balaam doesn't see what's in front of him. He hasn't perceived. He hasn't recognized. And so he starts beating the donkey. And the donkey is so faithful to Balaam that she even moves and crushes his foot against the wall. And he beats her even more. And she is so faithful to Balaam that she sits down and will not move. And Balaam not only beats her, he curses her. And finally, the Lord gives the donkey speech. And the donkey looks to Balaam and says, have I not been faithful to you all these years? Why do you beat me? Church, somebody needs to hear this. Why are you beating the donkey? When Balaam's eyes were opened and he saw what the delay was saving him from, what the stopping, even the pain, even the foot being crushed, even that thing that he was 
it, because he didn't understand it caused offense. How dare you do this to me? How dare you stop me from progressing? How dare you put this boundary on me? Not realizing the boundary is saving your life. The boundary is not against you. It's for you. The boundary is not stopping you from what God has for you. Stop beating what God has put in place to protect you. Delay is not denial. Rejection is often protection. God is so intentional in his timing. He never wastes the wait. Imagine if in boredom, Noah had eaten the seed that he was meant to go and plant. What would have happened had God opened the doors then? Imagine if Noah had slaughtered and eaten the animals that he was tasked to protect. Imagine if in his utter frustration of being shut in, he had neglected and allowed sickness and disease on the boat. He had allowed life to die off or his own family to suffer and weaken. Noah had to keep the animals alive and healthy because the day when the day came that he left the boat, those animals were his future. That was the food he was going to eat. Those were the oxen to plow his fields. Those were the skins he was going to clothe his family with. Those were the sacrifices he was going to offer to God. He had to keep his family strong and in good health because they were literally responsible to repopulate the earth. They were responsible for the generations to come. Noah, in his weight, had to think generationally. If Noah had mishandled the season of waiting for breakthrough, he would have gotten into what God prepared for him totally unprepared. Look around you, church. You might not be off the boat yet. You might be still waiting for your breakthrough. You might be frustrated. You might be bored. You might be resenting the door. But there is work to do around you. It might not seem very huge or very important right now, but church boring breakthroughs often build big breakthroughs. Boring breakthroughs often are what build the big breakthroughs. We have to stay responsible, faithful to the responsibilities we have on this boat. I'm not holding God hostage to the one breakthrough that I want well, I'm not seeing everything else around me. We do this. I do this. I'm holding God hostage. Where is your faithfulness? This hasn't happened yet. It's happened for so-and-so. It's happened for so-and-so. No. And I can't hold God hostage to the one thing I want breakthrough in. And I'm not seeing everything that's around me right now. So what to do when waiting for breakthrough? Number one. Take care of what God has given you to take care of now. Take care of what God's given you to take care of now. In Genesis 6, 19, it says, you're also to bring into the ark two of all the living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. The word alive here is literally in Hebrew, the word haya. Haya. It means to live, have life remain alive, sustain life, live prosperously, be restored to life or health, to revive, to be quickened from sickness, from discouragement, from faintness, from death. 
This is what God tells Noah. You're to bring the animals in the ark with you so that you and your family will have life, will sustain life, will live prosperously, will be restored to life, will be quickened from sickness, will be quickened from discouragement, will be quickened from faintness, will be quickened from death. This is not what God says you're going to do after the boat. This is what God says you're going to do on the boat. This is not what happens after the breakthrough. This is what happens before the breakthrough. This is what you're responsible for, Noah, before the door opens. You're responsible to keep your family from discouragement, to keep the animals from being unhealthy. You're responsible, Noah. Hiya! I almost made hiya my point number one. Next time someone asks you, so what are you doing in this season? Hiya. Take care of what God's given you to take care of right now. There are animals that need to be fed. There's a boat that needs to be cleaned. Listen, I don't know who this is for, but I heard it in my spirit yesterday. Get your bank accounts in order. Don't allow sickness where you're meant to be guarding health. Don't allow discouragement where you're meant to be protecting encouragement. Do the next right thing. Take care of your family. Think generationally. Be restored to health. Church, what God has for you beyond that door will require you to be healthy. Go to bed. Get some sleep. Eat some healthy food. Sabbath, rest. Because this breakthrough you're crying out for, when it comes, and church, it will surely come. It's going to require you to be healthy and strong. My husband and I keep reminding one another of this. Man, what God has for us means our marriage has to be healthy. It means our relationship with God has to be healthy because I don't want that door to open and I'm like, wait, 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 hold on and run back into the boat for a month, another month because I didn't handle the time of waiting well. I'm keeping myself healthy. Church, I'm showing up at every baby shower for every person and I'm buying the best present I can buy because I'm not mishandling the weight. I'm giving and I'm sowing and I'm making sure this is a good thing that's happening in this season of weight. I'm not gonna show up weak and emaciated because I've been eating the seed and I've been killing the animals and I've been complaining about the boat. When that door opens, it's going to find me and my husband and everything we've been responsible for. We're ready. We're locked in. We're healthy. We're strong. We're energized. We're encouraged. We're ready to take dominion. We're ready to establish. We're ready to go out and cultivate the land. We're ready because we're not mismanaging this very long season on the boat. So many people have been taken out by their breakthrough because they didn't take care of their health waiting for the breakthrough. Number two, don't eat the seed. If number one is haya, number two is acha. Don't eat the seed. Now, I don't know if anybody in this congregation, maybe it's only for fluffy people like me. Fluffy. Isn't that a nice term? You're fluffy. <laughs> Do you understand the term bored eating? Not eating because you're hungry. Not eating because you have a need. Just eating because you're bored. Church boredom is a dangerous thing in a season of waiting because you can eat what God intended you to plant. Don't lose the vision and the expectation 
and the faith that will cause you to mismanage your seed. Guard against a this doesn't matter mentality. It matters. Everything you're doing right now in the wait, it matters. How you take care of your now is preparing you for your next. The harvest of your future is dependent on the care of your present. Let me tell you, when you've been on that boat for 150 days, that cow starts looking mighty tasty. Don't mismanage the sacrifice. Number three, prepare yourself for what God is preparing for you. Tayarisha. Haya. Acha. Tayarisha. Waiting is meant for preparation. I want you to think about really practically, church, what specific thing are you praying for? I mean specifically. And ask yourself, are you ready for the answer? I'm not talking about an emotional readiness or a, a feeling, I feel ready. Are you actually ready? Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. That word repent means change. God's not being slow with this promise. He doesn't want you to be destroyed. Church, we've seen this happen. It's happened in my own life. I've pushed, I've pleaded, I've manipulated myself into the blessing and I was not ready to carry it. And the blessing ends up ruining me. And this is why God's not being slow as some would consider slowness. He's being merciful. He's being patient. He's giving me the time to prepare myself. God doesn't want your breakthrough to destroy you. Are you ready for the weight of your blessing? Are you ready for the responsibility of your breakthrough? God, give me that job, but you're still sleeping till 11.30 every morning. God, give me that husband, but you don't even know how to cook. God, give me this. God, I'm crying out for that. Now, I'm not saying you have to cook. God bless all the people who couldn't cook before they got married. The Lord is merciful. What I'm saying is, church, that thing you're praying for, that thing, ask yourself, God, how can I ready myself for this? How can I prepare myself for this? How can I practically get ready? Because I want to be prepared when that door opens. When God opens the doors, he's prepared the environment, he's prepared the land for you to settle, for you to inhabit, for you to cultivate. Will he find you prepared for what he has prepared for you? Is God going to find you prepared for what he's prepared for you? Don't handle the waiting as time being wasted. Don't force open the doors that God has not yet opened. God wants you to settle in your breakthrough. God wants you to be established and to cultivate new life in the breakthrough. God doesn't want to come and say, hey, you want to come to my party? And you say, I can't. I just got married. I can't. I just got oxen. I can't. I just started a new business. God doesn't want the blessing to become your reason and your excuse of why you're not going to enter into the great things he has for you because you weren't ready to handle all of it. Get ready, church. Get ready. I'm preparing so when the door opens, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. You've prepared something for me. I've prepared myself for you. Use me. I'm ready, God. I'm not wasting the season. 
I'm not wasting. I'm not going to look back in shame and embarrassment like, man, I just really just complained the whole time. And I just sat and moped and whined and mismanaged the seed and mismanaged the sacrifice. There is a purpose in the wait. There is a reason for the wait. Don't waste the wait. Church, there's a breakthrough that's coming. But don't waste this season as you're waiting for it. Don't waste this time. Don't waste this chance God's given you. His being patient with you. Ready yourself. Come on, get bank accounts in order. Get your body health in order. Get ready. Man, whatever's coming, listen, church, this is so practical, but whatever's coming, it's going to put pressure on your marriage. Whatever's coming, it's going to put pressure on your children. Whatever's coming, it's going to be a cost in your finances. There's going to be a demand. There's going to be an ask. And this is what Alan and I keep looking. Are we ready? Are we ready? Come on, what else can we strengthen? What else can we work on? Man, I see this habit over here. Man, that habit isn't going to serve us when that door opens and it's time to go and cultivate the land. Let's deal with that. Come on, let's get healthier in that area. Psalm 13, verse 1. It says, how long, O Lord, will you forget me? Forever. How long will you hide your face from me? Church, there might be somebody here today. You've just been on this boat for so long so long what was once an honor is now such a heavy task what was once something you were rejoicing about is now something you're complaining about how long God how long am I gonna pray this prayer how long am I gonna wait for you how long how long God you might feel forgotten you might feel like you've been in that boat for too long, but breakthrough is coming. Is it gonna find you ready? Is it gonna find you healthy? Is it gonna find you strong? Is it gonna find the things that are your responsibility strong? Romans 8, 24 through 25 says, that is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside, helping us along. May you sense the Spirit of God coming right alongside you, helping you along. Church, you're not being wasted in this wait. I'm not being wasted in my waiting. God is not wasting time. He is preparing something for me. And so as I wait, I am preparing myself for it. I'm preparing myself for what God's about to do. That door is going to open. There's going to come a moment that that door opens and everything is going to open up before me that I've been waiting for and I've been praying for. 
But God, I pray for every man and woman here. Let us not waste this time. Father, let us take care of the things that you've given us to take care of now. God, let us not be bored and let us not become irresponsible and eat the seed. Father, let us not be fighting against the things that you've put to protect us. Let us not be fighting against the boundaries, calling them barriers. Father, let us find ourselves at peace knowing that this boundary has fallen for me in pleasant places places. You're keeping me safe. You're keeping me harbored. You're keeping me in a place, God, that I can become healthy. I can grow the things around me. I can keep us from discouragement. I can keep us ready. I can keep us waiting. Holy Spirit, show me the areas I need to bring order. I need to bring strength. I need to bring a, a, an upgirding for the things that lie ahead of me. Father, I pray for healthy marriages in Nairobi Lighthouse Church, healthy families in Nairobi Lighthouse Church, healthy bank accounts, God, healthy characters, God, integrity, God, Lord, healthy time management, Father God, healthy bodies, healthy uh, uh, servants who are ready, God, when that door opens, we're standing here, we're ready to go take the land, we're ready to go cultivate, we're ready to go sow, we're ready to go plant, we're ready to go harvest, we're ready to go sacrifice, we're ready to go serve, we're ready, Jesus, because we haven't mismanaged this season of waiting and the moment we get weary God let us reach for your spirit come alongside right now Holy Spirit come alongside those who are weary those who are tired those who've seen others find their breakthroughs and God how long how long and for mine Lord help me trust you make all things beautiful in your time Genesis 8 15 then God said to Noah, leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. It's time. Father, let us be ready. God, let us be ready. When it's time to leave the boat, when it's time to go and possess, when it's time to enter into that breakthrough, God, find men and women men and their wives, their sons and their families, ready, ready, healthy, strong, prepared. God, help us manage the wait well, because Lord, you never waste the wait. In Jesus' name, amen.